from the bottom, now we're here, girl. Oh, yeah. This is my butt right here. Welcome to Shady Pines, limited series from Afterthought Media, where three gay men recap the Golden Girls Season 1. This episode, we're recapping Season 1, Episode 8, titled The Competition. First, from the podcast Cocktails and Cream Puffs, please hide your jewels from Joey Boohacker. Hello, Joseph L. Boohacker. Hello, everyone. How are you doing today? I'm doing very, very well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. What's the weather like there in Buffalo? Well, earlier today, it was warmer. It was almost in the 70s, so I opened up all the windows, and then the sun went away, and it's cooled down a bit. Oh. Interesting. Are you, now, are you afraid to go out? Like In your neighborhood, where you live, where the manor, where Boo Hecker Manor is, mm-hmm. do you, you know, when you get married, are you are you going to ever get married to your, well, first let me bring in Lawson, because I want him to weigh in on this. From the podcast Catching Up, please say, you shot my vase to Mike Lawson. <laughs> Hello, Mike Lawson. <laughs> It's a vase, but hi, good to see you. <laughs> you really shot me. I wish you shot the vase. I wish you <laughs> shot you instead. Yeah. Um, Boo Hecker, when you and your, um, what do you, how do you refer to Kevin? Your boyfriend, your life partner? What, what do you refer to him as? Daddy Warbucks. Is he? Oh, no, uh, no. Um, Kevin. No, but you go, this is my blank Kevin. My, I think I say partner. Okay, your partner. Do you guys plan on getting married? I don't know. I, I'd have to fit into the gown, and I just don't think that's ever going to happen. Are you? I know this is like a, a, an offensive old straight uncle thing to ask, but uh, are you sort of like the more girl, the, the way how you see it? Like he's the husband and you're the wife? Um, I don't know how true that is. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I do. Yes, and I don't know. I don't know. It's, would, it's such a weird, such an odd... Yeah, it is. I don't know. If you got married, would you take his last name? No. Would he take yours? Would he be Kevin Boohecker? <laughs> no. You know, I've thought about this before, and at one point I would have hyphenated it, but I don't even know nowadays if I would do that. If we had children, that would be different. Would you do that thing where some uh, people do where they make up their own new last name? No, I hate that. No, I hate that. My my, I have a very rare last name, and I... I my brother changed his last name, and I, to I mean, to, eat, to his husband's. Who's Latino, right? So your, your, your brother has yes. a Latino last name? <laughs> my brother and I got into it about this, and I, and I was said to him, I go, and he goes, I wanted to take his last name. I said, you took a name that, that is a rare last name, and then you changed it to the Latino equivalents of Smith. Oh, okay. So, like, what's your brother's first name again? John. So like he's like yeah. John Ramirez now or something like that, which is I it's it's unusual. Torres, oh, okay. Torres, John Torres. You know it's so funny because usually you see the opposite where you'll meet like a Chinese lady with like a thick accent. And her name's like you know like Mayling Smith, Mayling Wisnowski. Yeah, yeah. Or that oh <laughs> you, there's you know there's out there like a a Vin Tran Lawson coming soon, right Lawson? Oh. Yep, please. Oh wait! I should have done. <laughs> Mike, would you ever get married? Oh yeah, that's a good question. I don't really have any desire to. I'm not. I think you get bored with it. men. 
I think that for a while I'm not going to be with one person. That's kind of my future for the next probably de- decade. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm at. So marriage, yeah, maybe eventually, but let me ask you a question, right Lawson. Now, no. Let me ask you a hypothetical, Lawson. Let's say some sort of mean genie. Because I know you don't believe in God, so I, for some reason yeah. I feel it's more likely to believe in a mean genie. Okay. Let me some sort of mean genie said same same thing. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> you have to. You know what? My I feel like my parents treat God like a, a, their own personal genie. That's a whole other thing. Um, let's say this mean genie is like you're for. I'm forcing you. The only choice you have is you get to choose which one. Which of your ex boyfriends, if you like, you have to spend the rest of your life oh. with this person. Who would it be? God, even though you God, you don't God, want God. anymore, but you you have to pick one. Well, I feel like, oh God, RK really could. He oh, could cook, really? and we would fuck like crazy. Wait, wait, oh. wow! This has never been said. <laughs> yeah, I've never said that on here. He no. was the best. He's the, he was the best fuck I've ever had in my life. Oh, really? Because he was such what? a pain in the ass. Maybe that's why. <laughs> I'm shocked that's, by that. That is why I put up with it. <laughs> really? So what What made it special, man? Yeah. He just wanted it. He wanted it all the time. And he just that's participated, in- you know? It wasn't like I was doing all the work. It was like a mutual activity. So how did that fall the f- fuck apart then? Well, a certain point, well he was yes. nuts. He yeah. was fucking crazy. Ah, yeah, and so I put up with it for as long as I could, but then, you know, I'm sure he's doing well now. So part of me thinks maybe him, and oh. you know what, his crazy was like kind of fun when it was like new. I didn't but... think it was fun. <laughs> Wait, what happened? He oh. just hated Joe. He hated the podcast. He hated me talking about him publicly. Mm-hmm. Have you at least got back together with him for the stuff that he was good at? No, he lives in like New Mexico or something. Somewhere he weird. No, Austin, not, Austin, Texas. He would not be happy about this discussion. Yeah, but he probably would be mad. Okay, so here's my next question. But I mean, good for him. I mean, I I never expected him to be, you know, good at anything. I really thought you were going to say Steve. I really did not because oh. I know no, well, the only reason was I know you guys were very compatible just like hanging out, right? Sure. I mean, we were, yeah, we were good friends, but like so unfulfilling. But I mean, if I'm just marrying him, can I still yeah, yeah, yeah. do what I do? Yeah, you just got to live with Steve. I'm just amazed right now. Why are you amazed, Hecker? Because I just, I guess I just never figured that would be the one. Well, yeah, it, it is. It isn't the one, probably. You're right. But no, 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 that, no, 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 that he sexually was the one. Oh. You're just really compatible there, just really incompatible everywhere else. Mm-hmm. You know? You ruined him. So wait, you, you are getting married to Kevin? I, no time soon. I won't you guys say like, I don't talk ca- about it? I mean... No. Do you own a home together? <coughs> yes. Let me ask you a question. If you got married, if you got married... Yes. Would Lawson and I be invited to the wedding? Would you even want to come? I would go. I would go. I would 100% go. That's I'd a reason prob- to have a wedding, Joey. Yeah, I would invite. I would probably invite Lawson. <gasps> <laughs> because somehow, somehow, Joe would make it about himself. 
I've been to a wedding with Joey. Right. What and wedding was it that? wasn't about him. We went Joe to left. Katie Katie's oh, Katie wedding. Noons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Is this? that where he is that the one he left with the priest? No, that mm-hmm. was my friend uh, Melissa's wedding. I didn't leave with him. Yeah. I wish I would have though. He gave you the key to his room, did he not? And you slow dance with the priest. Am I wrong about any of this? I could have totally put, had sex with the priest. He put his tongue in Joe's ear. What's uh, funny is I made up a fake name for him on the show, and I only remember the fake name. I don't remember what his real name was. I'm assuming he wasn't a Catholic No, priest. he was a Catholic priest. Oh, you know, I it. actually – I think this is more rampant than it, than it, than you think. Years and years and years ago, uh, I'm, uh, I have a friend – who he was visiting in LA, so he did that thing where like he got all his friends together because he had limited time, and we all just met up, you know, at a mm-hmm. restaurant. And he had this really cool friend who was like the biggest, like he was like Lawson, and what I mean is like super Father it- Steve. Somebody said in the chat, yeah, Father Steve is his fake name, but I don't remember what his real name was. Yeah, um, and uh, I. This guy was like the most straight laced. Like you would, if he said he was an accountant, you would have believed him, right? But he mm-hmm. actually ran a porn studio. Okay, like on the business end of it, he was like the CFO of a porn studio. And mm-hmm. um, his boyfriend was a young Filipino Catholic priest, and was currently serving mass. And they and and so recently, I spoke to that friend. I asked about him. And he said, oh, they're still together. They're still a thing. I mean, they, this guy, so this priest who does math, who serves math. I like that Boo Hacker's phone is in the camera. Can you see that, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> and he's currently, we can see him. He's not even like trying to hide it. He's like, oh. And, and his name was Radikyle. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. I always imagine Adam's, uh, Adam Byrne, my co-host on Throwing Down, I always imagine it's his Mark, I could see being a Catholic priest who you know who has a gay relationship on the side. With Father Steve, though, I mean, he didn't do anything sinful. I mean, he flirted. That's not against he God's kissed law, me. is it? He kissed you like goodbye, right? No. It wasn't- oh yeah, yeah. No, it was goodbye, but it was a very sensual goodbye kiss. You're right. It was a goodbye kiss. With I mean, charm. <laughs> it's all den- he can deny it, but I feel like flirting and stuff. Like he's still human, and he. I I don't know why I'm defending religious people right now, but like, don't we love that that you? We really should be doing a non Golden Girls podcast because this yeah. is actually been, <laughs> this is like catching up after dark. All right, that's actually a good that's a good segue. After a Madonna yeah. concert, the girls arrive home to discover their house has been broken into. This leads the girls to seek out means to protect themselves. First, the girls have a burglar alarm salesman make a presentation. Also, at Rose's insistence, the girls take home a guard dog from the shelter that turns out to be quite cowardly, hiding in fear from a hungry Sophia. After returning from an errand, Rose finds Blanche in distress on the couch. Blanche tells her that she borrowed Rose's pocket hairspray and went to the police station for an update on her jewels and Dorothy's mink stole, but in a horrifying experience, discovered that Rose's hairspray was mace. She blinded herself and was detained and later let go at police who originally thought she was on drugs. Rose on had- angel dust. They thought I was on angel dust. Which I looked up in his PCP. Rose then tells the girl she purchased a handgun which she late. Yeah, which he later used on intruders that turned out to be Blanche and her boyfriend Lester. Destroying Blanche's favorite Chinese vase, she realizes she is not okay, may be permanently affected by the experience. However, after subduing a parking attendant she mistook for a predator, she had a revelation and learned that she could defend herself in a violent situation. Um, Lawson, we'll go to you first here. What were your thoughts on this episode? 
You know what? It's one that I remember and um something that's happening with this recap is like I'm watching them a little more I'm paying attention. Yeah. I feel like Golden Girls has kind of been a show that's like just always been on in the background for mm-hmm. the last, you know, however long. Sure. And so now I'm like watching them with intention and like really kind of analyzing the plot and like, does this even make sense? Does mm-hmm. this not make sense? And I'm realizing with I'm sure if we did this with pretty much any sitcom of this era, a lot mm-hmm. of stuff would be kind of confusing mm-hmm. and not line up. So well, to go I'm with struggling, what you're saying, Mike. I mean, let me just tell you, it's funny that you say that, but I was just thinking about like right now when I'm talking to you guys, I have my phone in my hand. When I watched these the first time, I remember laying on the ground in our living room on the on the floor on the with a pillow watching these at night on TV. There was nothing else I was doing or distracting me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think maybe that's why I've taken them in more. And yes, now they're just kind of background noise. I don't even know. I mean, like because we're doing this recap, I'm trying to like turn things off and like sit and watch. But right. even these episodes, like I'm working while I'm doing them or I'll like jump on a Facebook or, you know, I'll like right. get involved in something else. So even now I just, do we just sit and watch TV anymore? Like, does that even happen? No, <laughs> no, I, I was actually... actually watching that, that, uh, Oh, what is that show? Uh, Orthodox is it called or unorthodox or anybody know what I'm talking about on Netflix? No. Uh, uh-uh. I, it's really it's great, but it, but I usually when I watch TV at night want to watch something that I can like passively watch, like I can work on it and I listen to it more than I watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it was called Unorthodox. It's a uh, damn it, uh, it's a Netflix show and it's based on a woman who escaped. Uh, it, it's called Unorthodox. I would tell you to watch it, but understand you're going to have to do a lot of reading because there's a lot that's in Yiddish, but. Mm-hmm. It's about a girl who was in an Orthodox Jewish family uh, 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 community and, and and ran away. And it's a true story. And it's fantastic, but it's not – you can't passively watch it. Yeah. Unless you speak And so Yiddish. I'm trying not to passively watch these Golden Girls episodes, and I'm getting mixed feelings about it. Like I am remembering things I loved, but then I'm also realizing things that I've kind of overlooked or not realized. Ah, got it. Uh, yeah. So the thing with this episode, I have a different experience because I have to do the notes and stuff like that. Is I'll watch it once and I give, I pay attention to it, and then the second time I'm just watching to write down beats mm-hmm. uh, and what's going on and to sort of do an outline. So I watch each one twice. Um, what were your overall thoughts on the episode, Lawson? It's good. I mean, it's not going to be a ten out of ten, but mm-hmm. it's good enough. Um. I you said in in the lead up or the teaser from the last episode that there's a lot of holes in this one, so I'm kind of curious to see what you, you guys think. <laughs> they got my mother's jewels. Well, thank God they didn't get your cocaine. <laughs> uh, Buhika, your thoughts on this one? Um, <laughs> again, it's an enjoyable episode, and in this, it is from the earlier half of season one because earlier half of season one. When I say earlier half is the way they recorded them. They were first trying to show women of a certain age living on their own and not being helpless. Um, and I think that was the whole theme here to show, you know, how are they, you know, they have not only was the house broken into, but then they're being taken advantage of by the guy who's trying to get money out of them, you know, making them afraid that they're going to get killed, you know, and there's just, it, it's very, Rose gets a gun in a day, you know, Florida, hello. Um, I, I think that there was a lot of interesting different themes and in how they were going to deal with these different things. And then, you know, the 
the trauma of of being of the house being robbed. Um, one of the other reasons I knew it was an earlier show is because they didn't call her husband Charlie; they kept calling him Charles, mm-hmm. which was something they did earlier in in the in it. Uh, I think it's an enjoyable. Uh, the more you know episode. The one thing I am going to say that is my favorite part for two reasons is the very end. And it's, it's my favorite because it's wrong. And first Rose is wearing that stupid hat. We never see Rose wear a fucking hat ever. Okay. But she's wearing that stupid hat, but also go back and listen to the music that they orchestrated for that chase as the man's chasing her. It's, it's one of those weird moments (laughs) And like they have this whole like it's not Golden Girls music. It's this entire like something bad's gonna happen after school special music. That whole chase scene was weird in general, but yeah, yeah. it's very very odd. And that's why I think I think you're right. I think it's a very early episode that they filmed and saved for later because they uh, were still trying to figure out what the show was. Is it going to be just about these women as older women? You know what I mean? Well, also yeah. you know uh, it's a weird thing where. There, they also, this is where Rose is telling a story, and she refer. She never says my hometown, but she calls the town something else. Uh, she says, "Oh well, back in this town or whatever the town is." We oh, had, I didn't catch that yeah, at yeah. all. Yeah, she says, back "Yeah, me in, neither." She says, "We back in so and so, we had." I might have written it down. I'll look. I'll look. I thought you said Minnesota. No, she, it, it, she, 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 she's referring. Oh, Little Falls. She goes back in Little Falls. We had a uh, something or other. You know, she's oh. she, and, yeah. She calls it. She refers to Little Falls. So they, they haven't they haven't rested on Saint Olaf yet. There's a lot of weird stuff in this episode. That's what makes okay. me think it's it's a it's a it's a very early one that they've they pushed back. Um, sure, sure. You know, let's actually let's actually jump to that right now because there's a lot of trivia we can talk about a lot of this. But before we do, have have, it, have any of you had anything stolen? Your house broken into? Uh, yeah, my start- house. My car was broken into last week. Oh wait, your yeah. car broken. Wait, what, Bruhacker? Yeah, don't you remember like one of our first episodes when I went back to work last week? Was that last week or the week before? It was two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember somebody. I hadn't been out of the house in three days, and somebody smashed in my window, and they, and I did what find they, what they ended up taking was my i, not my iPad. It was a Nexus tablet, so it wasn't anything major. They could have taken other stuff, but. I mean, they gla- broke my glass. They took the pad. I did have to go because they did hack into my PayPal but didn't get anything. Mm-hmm. And they hacked into my uh, Amazon. It just, you know, but yeah, that just happened during all this. You know, nobody's on the streets and somebody decides to do that. What about you, Lawson? What a dick. Um, the person who did that to you, Joey. You no, know, I was with you. Um, no, I, I was have had, I had my house broken into <gasps> when I was a child. Uh-huh. And That's it terrifying. Was, it was really traumatizing as a kid. Like they, we, so my mother and I walked to like the corner store. And when we came back, our house was like gone through and they like went through everything. They like cleaned out. I remember like the steak, frozen steaks in the freezer were gone. Like, Do you think they it just, was an inside job? Yeah, well, my mom was certain it was, like, one of our neighbors. Like, she kind of had, like, someone in in mind. Um, But that was very much my mother, too. So I don't know. I I feel like my mother is the type, and it's very Betty Batance, too. Like, if her mind thinks it's one person, like, Mm -hmm. she's just collecting evidence for it to be that person. She doesn't care about what reality really is. Was there a racial slur mentioned? There, and they were um, <laughs> certainly not white people, so yeah, there was certainly some of that. Yeah. yeah. Got it, got it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, the, the, it is funny how that age group has this like a weird casual racism. The other day, my mom, it, for no apparent reason, they, they were talking about something. It, was, it had to do with the church and like the way that the video's going. Oh, I know what it was. Their church uh, was was broadcasting the mass live on Vimeo, and then they switched over to YouTube. And my parents were wondering why they switched over to YouTube. And they, by the way, they have no evidence. They don't know why this happened. My mom goes, somebody probably complained, probably a Filipino. What? <laughs> what? Where did, I mean, that doesn't even make any sense. Like, It really doesn't. It makes no sense. Like, Why would a Filipino care about whether it's on Vimeo or you? Is that like a thing that Filipinos are behind YouTube? Like, I love your mother. She, I, I swear to God, I want it to be a sitcom. No, I, it's awful doing it. Anyway, um, you know what's funny is, um, I remember when the neighbors moved in and she was all upset that it was going to be Mexicans. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, she was really upset. I forgot about that. <laughs> the neighborhood's going to hell. <laughs> yeah, Mexicans moving in. <laughs> or like with, it's so funny too with like liberals too because I was. Uh, so I was telling a liberal friend about how my mom, you know, because where my parents live, it, the, the next city over isn't very wealthy. And so there's a Mexican supermarket there, which actually I really like it. And what is it, Riverside? No, Riverside is like 30 miles away. So um, it's a really clean market and everything. And my mom couldn't find corn in the beginning of the, of the whole pandemic. I mean, the whole quarantine. And my mom couldn't find corn tortillas, so I go, I'm going to go to that Mexican market. Sure enough, they, not only well, – this is true. They make their own corn tortillas there. So, like, of course they had plenty of tortillas. So I go there. My mom was like, I don't know, Joey. I don't like you going there. Because oh. – I go, well, what makes you think that they're any cleaner? I mean, they're, that, that uh, a, a, a grocery store over here is any cleaner. And she goes, it's not that. It's just that I feel Mexican people will still go to the supermarket even if they feel sick. And I was telling a liberal friend that my mom was like, not the people who work there, I think people who go there. And the person was like, I believe your mom. And I was like, whoa. Like, why would, I don't know. I don't know. So the whole thing, going back to. um, And Mexican people don't go to Safeway? I know. That's that's a weird. Like, Mexican people don't go to the, they don't come over, oh, come over here and go to the grocery store. I know, it's crazy. The Um, giant. People are breathing all over the place. So uh, with me, when I was in college, my car was broken into and the stereo stolen. And it's so funny. Each time and I, my car was also stolen. And You never hear that anymore, by the way. Stereos getting stolen. I know, you really don't. But I remember walking to my car. And then I go to my car and I go, that's... Oh, no, I opened the wind, my car door. And I go... That's weird. Why is there a screwdriver on my driver's seat? And then uh, I look up, and the passenger side window was smashed in, and then the uh, whole dashboard was torn apart. And I was like, <gasps> and so like I called the cops or the whole thing. But it was—I just remember feeling very violated and unsafe. And then oh, car- it's horrifying. Then my car was stolen. Is that Kevin? No, it's my cat singing the song of his people. Uh, then my car was actually stolen. I remember when I, I, I remember it feeling, you know, in a horror movie when they do that shot where it looks like it's close up and it's stretching. I remember mm-hmm. like going where my car was supposed to be and it was just not there. And like they found it, speaking of Riverside, they found it the next day in Riverside. 
And again, I got in my car and just felt icky for a few days. Like daughter sugars had other, taken it. Other people had been in this <laughs> car. And what's funny is I kind of want my parents to watch this episode because, um, and we, you guys will hear about this off the air. Is I feel my mom is like Rose in this episode. Like I feel in, in terms of like the pandemic and the COVID nineteen, she's sure. become like Rose and is like going to that weird, crazy, paranoid place. Um, well, I tend to get. Uh, I'm going to tell you, I, I don't leave the house much. I don't know about the two of you. Are either of you leaving the house much? Actually, I'm going to ask that. Well, or at all? I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I. I mean, I run every day, so that's kind of uh, the gist of it. I walk the dog. And I, every four or five days, we'll go to the store. Maybe maybe once or twice a week. Joe? No, I don't. Because uh, this has to do with my parents. But, they, I mean, I heard my dad telling my mom this morning. Because they, okay, my parents are, the, they have poor comprehension levels, okay? So they hear the news, they, they, so they hear the news, and they hear the <laughs> negative part of it. And so my dad was telling my mom this morning that he heard in the news that you should Can you do the voice, please? Do don't even leave the house. Right? <laughs> even if you go for a walk, if somebody was jogging, that means that two, for two hours the bacteria is still in the air, and you can. Which is not true. The gravity pushes it to the ground. You literally have to be in their their zone. But go on. I know, but you can't tell them that. You can't. They don't want to hear. I try and tell them facts. I try and tell them they don't. They want to believe the most negative information. So what does she say? Oh, she buys into it more than he does. The voice, please. I don't. There's nothing to say. Let's actually jump to the trivia because there's a lot of trivia goofs. Uh, all oh that wait, stuff. the reason I'm sorry, real yeah. quick. The reason why I say it is, I actually for the first time yesterday, I was actually on the phone when I was at the store because I have found that when I go to the store, I've been getting. Um, I don't want to say paranoid, but I tend to get myself worked up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's the only time that I feel crazy about this because all these people, more and more people are now wearing masks and gloves mm-hmm. and I'm, I, I didn't have my scarf with me, but I'm just, you know, avoiding people taking the right precautions. But I find that I start breathing shallow when I'm, when I'm there. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, I, I do, I breathe shallow. I keep my head down. It's just, I get very worked up if I have to go out somewhere. It's quite difficult. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go on. All right. Very good. Um, Okay. So here's one of them. Some of these, I got these from the wiki. And so some Mm -hmm. of them are of varying degrees of interest. I'm not interested at all. One says that Rose says one out of every three people will get cancer. And that means one of us will get cancer. Years later, B. Arthur, one of the three Golden Girls, died due to cancer. Okay, well, that's, um, I mean... Who cares, right? She was okay. a chain smoker, but go on. <laughs> All right. Rose says she's afraid of large dogs, but she has no problem bringing home large dogs in season two's Joust Between Friends. Additionally, Rose loves the fact that the girls got her a large dog in the episode Questions and Answers, and she wanted to keep one of Dreyfus, the neighbor from Empty Nest, his yeah. puppies in Stand By, Stand By Your Man. She has also helped look after Dreyfus for uh, Harry, who the neighbor who gets his own sitcom. Yeah. Um, at the, I wonder why he didn't end up being one of the, the love interests. Uh, they hit on him, but he, he just, his wife just died. Oh, God. No Cause keep in mind that was originally supposed to be a spinoff with Rita Moreno and 
a different guy plays the doctor who is yeah. who it's spun off from. Yeah, those are, those were what were called they, they used to do at the time called put pilots, and it would be mm-hmm. like they wanted to do a, they wanted to do a sitcom, so they would put it the sitcom episode on another popular sitcom and work in the sitcom just to so so a big audience would get introduced to it. And so a lot of the happy like Laverne and Shirley started that way, Mork and Mindy started that way, all from Happy Days. You know, as you have these put pilots. Grey's Anatomy did it with private practice. Oh, they did? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. It's very common. More recently. Thing, yeah. Um, at the beginning of the episode, before entering the house, the girls mentioned they went to see Madonna in concert. Now, I don't know what nerd did this. <laughs> but in 1985, when this episode originally aired, the only show Madonna played in Miami was at the now-demolished Hollywood Sportatorium on May 11th, but indicated the show was six months before the November 9th air date. Um, okay, you know, to talk to Worst pe- episode ever. Worst episode ever. Yeah, uh, okay, and I'm going to talk about this in terms of uh, people who don't might not get a reference, but when Dorothy shouts at the burglar, okay, uh, that, that she thinks might be there, she shouts this line about a three seventy five Magnum is, you know, one of the most powerful guns in the world, she does this whole speech. That is mm. literally lifted from a Dirty Harry movie. And then Sophia says another Dirty Harry catchphrase when she says, go ahead, make her day, right? Well, they yeah. say when Dorothy's imitating Dirty Harry, she says her gun is a three seventy five Magnum, one of the most powerful guns in the world. A three seventy five Magnum is a rifle. The gun referred to as one of the most powerful in the world is actually a forty four Magnum. Again, a nerd. Uh, in the parking garage, you can hear a woman's footsteps moving at a pretty much the same pace throughout the entire sequence, even though Rose walks, stops, speeds up, runs, and stops again. The footsteps don't really change, and at times aren't even in sync with her steps. Uh, after Bet- Blanche is attacked, she tells Dorothy she was wearing the wrong underwear. Uh, in the cust- Blanche is attacked. No, when Blanche accidentally sprays herself with mace. Uh, in the custody battle, though, Blanche says she never wears underwear. Uh, in this huh. episode, Rose shoots at the big, big floral vase that sits by the door and breaks it into pieces. In later episodes, you see that same vase sitting in the, in the same place. <laughs> in but that, that's condition. the taping out of order. Does it go away? Does it eventually go away? Yeah, eventually it's gone. Oh, okay. The background shot during the closing credits features the four... Li- Who cares about this? All right. Now, this is a very interesting one. This is one that I've always wanted to know about. Okay. In the opening of the show, in the opening, there's a very... I mean, it's one of the few things I always remember from the opening, even before we started doing this. The three girls are sitting on the couch, and uh, Blanche takes her sleeves and puts it over her fist and makes like a does like a weird thing with her uh-huh. fist, yeah. right? And but I never saw it in any episode. All right, a deleted scene from this episode was notably included in the series opening credit sequence. The short oh. scene shows Blanche pulling her arm into the sleeve of her red jacket as Dorothy and Rose gasp. No dialogue is heard during the credits, but it appears Blanche is telling the story of a dog biting someone's hand off. Perhaps after the girls are talking about the dog in the kitchen for protection. Really? Because I thought I okay, maybe I'm confusing two different scenes. Yeah, I really uh, thought that ends up happening, but okay. I can see it clear as day. Like I know exactly what you're talking. Well, about. Well, I remember but... thinking like, oh, that that moment's going to come because I saw they were wearing the same outfits in that moment. Mm. Interesting. That's it. That is an interesting fact. I didn't know. That's very interesting. When Blanche is lying on the couch and Dorothy's preparing washcloths for her, there is clearly no water in the bowl. However, the cloth <laughs> Dorothy is wringing out produces several drops into the dry bowl. 
And then this person always has to mention what scenes make it on the opening. The scenes of the girls all huddled up and walking further in the house where they yeah. see it was robbed. That's a, in the opening. A close-up of Sophia and Dorothy and Blanche congratulating Rose for overcoming her paranoia was included also in the series opening credit sequence. Now, I want to talk about a couple of inconsistencies that I noticed. Uh, it has to do all in the in that last scene. The, I, I feel like the last scene was written last minute and lazily written because there's a lot of weird things that happen that if they have a deleted scene something weird happened they probably gonna wrap this up baby well yeah it (laughs) it feels like that because for instance dorothy's playing scrabble with sophia sophia gets up and leaves because she's mad about the scrabble blanche comes in and says they caught the burglars and she gives Dorothy the mink stole, and then they talk about the jewelry and how she's never going to jewelry, the whole thing, right? They mm-hmm. stop talking about it, and then Rose enters and talks about what happened to her. But they never tell Rose that the burglars were caught. They, they She doesn't comment that Dorothy's wearing her stole that she that was stolen from like it's just never brought up. Well, then I don't think I don't think that furthers the plot. Go on. But then Rose tells that whole long story, and Blanche is like, oh my god, we need to celebrate that you have overcome this uh, because you beat the shit out of your attacker, and then goes to get champagne, and it's only when Blanche is gone that Betty, that Rose tells Dorothy that this that it was the parking attendant. And so when Blanche comes back, she thinks that, that Rose fought off an attacker. And then... This is an inconsistency. I truly don't understand the final punch joke of the of the whole show. It makes no sense. So she comes Which, back. Wait, what? What final punch? The final line. I'm gonna. I, well, I can even play it if, if if we don't remember. Is Blanche comes back and says, "I found my jewels. They were in the freezer, right?" And and then Dorothy says something along the lines of, "Now, don't you see? You wanted them beheaded, right?" Uh, because they stole your jewels. And she says, well, Dorothy, you know, they still stole your stole, and and you could never replace that. And then she goes to Rose because they don't make those anymore. And then Dorothy has this sourpuss look on her face, and that's, the, and that's like the punchline. And I, the, the joke, I looked at it twice. The joke makes no sense. Wait, what doesn't make sense about it? I get it. What is it? So do I. What is that, what? That it's you an just old, explained it. Thing. You, she's saying you wanted to, like, Really, um, uh, you wanted the the burglars to kind of get what they had coming, yeah. Uh, but they didn't even steal your jewels, and she's like, "Well, they stole your thing," and then she just kind of gives a dig at the thing they stole. That's how? it. What? How is that a dig that they don't make mink stoles anymore? Well, because it's like it's so out of. They fashion. don't make it because nobody wants them. It's all oh. it's, it's, it's shit. Do you know how many mink stoles I have? How many? I, I probably have at least ten actual mink stoles. Really? I have my great grandmother's and like my family members' ones, so I probably have like five. But then I have stuff over the years that everybody. And when you run a theater and or have your own theater company, people are always like, "I have this great stuff for you." Now, first of all, they're usually sizes because people were mid, tiny, tiny people. Mm-hmm. But then all these people are like, "Here, this is my grandmother's or my mother's," because nobody wears them anymore, and nobody wants to just throw them out. So, like, usually I have a set of good ones that I have for period shows that I'll lend out to people, but I also have, like, not-so-good ones. I mean, theaters get fur coats and shit like that donated all the time, and I always feel that that animal 
doesn't need to be in a. If I found an organization that makes them to teddy bears or something, I would probably give them to that. Some of them, not like my. For some reason, I'd keep my great grandmother's just because it was my great grandmother's. What a weird organ. Is that a? Do they really have organizations? What a bizarre nonprofit to start. Uh, it's it's a lot of well, there's a lot of people who Imagine. are like uh, not vegans or people like that who are like, well, the animal's been dead. This has happened to it. Let's take this thing that happened horribly and make it into a loving thing. Why nonprofit? Why don't we make this a for-profit company? I'll turn your grandmother's mink stole into mm-hmm. a teddy bear that you can actually like display, know, cuddle with, or put. It's actually really else. smart. That's really smart, Mike. Fuck off, Lawson. It's mine. It's my fault. No, I mean, my, my idea. I, I actually think that's a really cool thing. I already went on one of those patent websites and patented it. So don't even try it, Lawson. Why do you make me out to be such a monster? Maybe it's a mirror. He's a scorpion. I'm a scorpion. Um, okay, Lawson, let's go to it. Uh, any final thoughts on this episode? Do you want to give it a number? On a scale of 1 to 10, I'm going to give it... Uh, are, we're doing whole numbers? Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do a f- 4. I want to do a 4 or 5. I'm going to do a 4. Boo Hecker? <sighs> Give me one second. It's a five. I'm a, I agree okay. with Hecker. I think it's a five. I think it's a five. Okay. Uh, uh, go ahead, cool. Lawson. All right. Any final thoughts there, Joseph L. Hecker? I do not. Lawson? Nope, I'm good. Good episode. Uh, it was a good it's episode. A All right. Really, this, this was a, a more you know kind of episode. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, I wonder, it, it'd be interesting to see at the end of the season what percentage of the shows were the like um, uh, lifetime after school specials. Right. I think you're going to notice there, there's a in that first year they did a. But you know what? Later they tackle some other tough topics. They tackle uh, uh, Dorothy's mystery sickness. Alzheimer's? Uh, no. They actually they do tackle Alzheimer's later with one of Sophia's friends. Mm-hmm. They tackle HIV AIDS, you know, and how interesting of all the characters to give it to. They give it to Coco. Rose. Oh. You know? Um, so, yeah. All right, very good. All right, guys. Well, we'll see you next time when we do episode nine. What's episode nine? What happens? In ep- I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched it either, but Me it either. is uh, basically Blanche goes all out and to try to look good for her latest be- bow, and it's called Blanche and the Younger Man. Oh, oh that's the one where she did the, the instructor. instructor. Yeah, 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 yeah. All 86 right. the duck. Bring, <laughs> 86 right. the watercrest bring the duck. All right, very good. We'll see you guys next time on Shady Pines. Thank you for listening to Shady Pines, a limited series from Afterthought Media. You can find Mike Lawson on Instagram at Mr. Mike Lawson. That's M-R-M-I-K-E-L-A-W-S-O-N. You can find Joey Boohecker on Facebook. Uh, Joey, and last name B-U-C-H-E-K-E-R. And you can find Joe Batanz on Instagram at Joe Batanz. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. Shady Pines is an Afterthought Media podcast.